Welcome to the Steel Men Podcast, a 15-minute podcast where we do a short dive into a new story and try to have an honest conversation about it. We're the Steel Men. My name is Will, and with me is Jay. Say hi, Jay. Hi, Jay. I mean, hi, Will. Hey, Jay. Did you know that literally Hitler is 1.5 million votes more popular than Black Jesus? <laughs> where Are you getting that from a poll? Because if so, I'm not sure I believe it. Well, I, I got it from actually the popular vote currently. Uh, so we, I, did, I did hear, and you probably did too, that Biden beat Obama's record for popular vote. But nobody followed up to say that Trump also beat Obama's record for the popular vote. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Today we're going to do a postmortem on the election. I think uh, both you and I were vocal about how skeptical we were about the polls. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we were. We, uh, we both kind of tentatively thought... Well, this is what all we have to go by, so looks like Biden should win. But no, we knew better. Yeah, I know that the media and Twitter had been pushing a narrative that there was a blue wave coming, that Biden was like 8 to 14 points ahead. Uh, outside of Trump actually winning, though, I think they couldn't have been more wrong when I think about it. Uh, they were off in Florida, Texas, Iowa, and Ohio. I think if you were looking in the news, you'd also find out that the Republicans were projected to lose over 10 seats in the House, but they ended up picking up five. So the polls got that wrong. And then finally, I think they thought that they had a great chance of picking up the Senate and the Republicans still control that. So, Jay, what do you think? Are the pollsters partisan hacks and full of shit or are they just really incompetent and full of shit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, definitely both. I mean, to give the media some break, you know, it's mostly been the liberal media that's been loving the polls, right? The general standard polls that we've always used and that we've come to trust, at least to some degree, they're just going off the polls. So really, the indictment here is on the people, the pollsters themselves. Let me ask you a question real quick before I go further. What would you have thought, like, how would you have reacted to this election if there were no polls? I mean, I think I would have still thought that the election was going to be very close. The only difference would be I wouldn't be so jaded about the media that's pretty much the only change is that i it's just like an extra layer to the whole conversation it's like the media sucks yeah <laughs> so we would have missed that part it's a whole the, i mean that is a whole story unto itself but the polls i mean they've got this is um a reckoning when when the final numbers come in i don't know it's going to be like on average about a four four to five point uh polling error Obviously, some states were, some states were uh, in line with the polls. Some states were wildly off, uh, like uh, Wisconsin. I think that's the th that's the kicker. That one's off like something something like ten points in Wisconsin. But yeah, going back to twenty sixteen, they had identified they thought what their errors were. Right. So one of them that they thought uh, they had corrected for was non college educated white voters. The, those people are less likely to answer surveys. People with uh, educations are just more likely to answer pollsters. So th they didn't account for that. Supposedly, they had fixed that issue. And then uh, the shy Trump voter uh, theory that um, you'd think would have disappeared once Trump became president and he became normal. Back then, you, you definitely had some amount of people who weren't willing to confess that they would vote for Trump. And then at the same time, you had the Comey letter come out right at the end, which probably swung people 
uh, you know, who were going to vote for Clinton and had reported to pollsters they were going to vote for Clinton. And then the Comey letter comes out and that's the thing that tipped them over that the polls didn't have time to account for. But if they've corrected all that shit, well, what the fuck happened now? <laughs> and, and like moving forward with any poll, what the fuck error are we not going to see coming next time? Especially considering the world is changing at a faster and faster pace. I mean, it seems like the the demographics are changing faster and faster. Technology is changing faster and faster, which increases the likelihood that something is going to be overlooked in a poll. Um, but then again, polls should be getting better in response to that. Anyway, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, uh, I love having something I can trust. And so I'm disappointed that I'm, my trust in polls is even lower than it was before, which I didn't think was possible. I think I think a lot of people think when they think of polls, they think that somebody's calling somebody, they ask them a simple question, and they record that question and they compile it all, and then you got yourself a poll. But for what I've come to understand is that they do that, but then they also adjust the numbers based on other things that are aren't necessarily actual people's answers. Oh yeah, the, there's all sorts of adjustments. Well, see, that's the only thing you can do to try to make polls more accurate is to figure out what you're not accounting for in the process of either calling people up or doing internet polls, right? You try to figure out, well, when I do an internet poll and I'm going to get this result, what can we show in the past that has made that type of poll uh, lean one way or another, right? So yeah, like, and with 538, we talked about this a little bit, right? 538, I can't wait to hear the excuses that come out of that group. But yeah, I, ha I do have kind of a, a theory maybe. So one of the adjustments that's made is in voter turnout. So when you do polls, you get a result, but you know, if more people overall vote, it's going to tend to be a little more blue. And that's one of the adjustments you make. Higher turnout, good for Democrats, right? But there's, there seems to be an effect with, it could just be Trump himself, but it's also probably because of polarization, the, the intense focus on the national elections uh, that has increased our engagement to such a degree. And with Trump being the polarizing figure that he is, his supporters, may, it, it may have turned out that Republicans were just so energized by Trump himself that that adjustment to say that increased turnout gets a bump for Democrats, that might be wrong. Trump may have given so many more people, A, Republicans who just hate Democrats more and more, but also people who are disengaged with politics. Trump was their candidate for sure. If you think about you know the demographics of people who are into politics and people who just kind of barely pay attention, you don't count on those people to vote as much because they're not as into it, but he got them into it. Like He got a lot of people into politics that didn't give a shit before. Because I mean, partly because it's so entertaining and partly because Trump just seems so much more like a normal, you know, a normal asshole, but somebody who doesn't look down on me or condescend to me uh, like most other politicians. So I don't know. I think there's something about that, but well, I don't know. I think 538, their whole shtick is to be able to blame somebody else for their failures because they, they basically just compile other people's work and then I guess pontificate about it. But I do want to give credit to 538 in one regard. Uh, I noticed there was an article by a Jeffrey Skelly and an Anna, and I'm going to butcher this name, but Weirdaker, 
Whitaker, Whitaker. I'm sure uh, you're po- pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they published an article <laughs> and it talked about Trump gaining ground with black and Hispanic Americans. And at the time, I bet a lot of people thought it was a ridiculous article. But looking at the numbers so far, minorities made up a fourth of Trump's votes, over a fourth. I think it was like 26%. They guessed that about 32 to 25% of Hispanics voted for Trump. 26% of black men without a degree voted for Trump. 22% of black men with a degree voted for Trump. Yeah, I think um, that that's one of the big things that, that people weren't expecting, particularly with Hispanics. And you had the whole storyline with Miami-Dade County in Florida having a, a, a high Cuban, which by the way, Hispanics aren't monolithic. There's all sorts of different types of Hispanics that think differently. But yeah, the Texas, that was another story with Texas where they seem to have gotten it wrong. Uh, Hispanics in South Texas swung way more for Trump than they thought. And so did uh, some in Florida. But go ahead. Yeah, well, I think one thing, though, I can take from all this is the crowd on both sides, left and right, that want to talk about how demographics are everything. I I think this proved to be completely false. And I think it would behoove both sides of the... uh, of the political spectrum to recognize this minorities whites are not monolithic voters we shouldn't think about politics that way i think that's just a very destructive way to see things and i think going forward it looks to me that the minority vote is probably going to be increasingly more split as we as we could become a more successful and prosperous nation and that totally makes sense yeah generally or generationally Especially like with the racism thing. And by the way, one thing this election does not tell us is that America is through and through white supremacist racist. Continuing on with that storyline is tough for me to steal, man. When I try to think of some sort of logic or proof, the heart of the Trump support is because of racism. I just don't, it's tough for me to see. I mean, you, you kind of have to infer quite a bit and do a lot of mind reading to assume that this whole thing centers around some sort of racism. I can guess, obviously, to some degree, yeah, there's some racists out there who, whether it's secretly or not, um, love Trump. And hey, if you are a white supremacist, uh, the choice is clear, like you're probably going to go with the Trump side, I guess. But it's, yeah, it's tough for me to place (laughs) some sort of obvious importance on racism being the main factor. Did you see that? Do you know who Richard Spencer is? Oh, yeah. The, I mean, famous white supremacist, right? Yeah, he voted for Biden. (laughs) He even took a picture of it. That's funny to me. Are you kidding? No, no. I I guess (laughs) Trump, I don't know what the story is behind that, but uh, I guess he wasn't happy with Trump at this point. No, no, no kidding. Well, hey... to the extent that Trump had any strategy, I mean, I'm not convinced that he's ever had really any singular strategy. Um, I think his his administration just works as hard as they can to get him to follow some sort of logical train of uh, campaigning, you know. But it's 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 interesting that I mean, Biden did end mm-hmm. up winning on an incumbent president. In a great economy, I mean, the coronavirus doing what it what it will. I don't think uh, many of his supporters necessarily blame the economy um, going down on Trump. Yeah, fifty five percent, fifty five percent of Americans uh, thought that the economy was pretty good right now. Fifty five percent. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So an incumbent president with a good economy has a, you know, a simple majority of people believing that it's a good economy, at least. Something is wrong with that. And uh, to me, it's, you know, it's obvious. He's just such a, he's just such an ass, right? Like he, he's, uh, he's buffoonish. The cartoonish caricature of him both helped energize his base and a lot of his supporters, but it was a double-edged sword because it also it also animated so much of the hate and desperation on the other side to get him out of there. And ultimately, I don't know, of all the things you could point at to say, why did Trump lose? I don't think it's any of the media's fault. I just think his strategy, to whatever degree, was always going to be a double-edged sword, and it just didn't end up working out. Yeah, I think this was definitely a referendum on Trump's personality. I don't think policy mattered at all. I think I think the Democrats, they said themselves blue no matter who. It doesn't matter what they, what, what ends up Biden ends up doing. I think we'll be back to kind of like a neoconservative kind of uh, administration with them. And I don't think most Democrats care. They just hated literally Hitler. And likewise, I don't think a lot of Republicans care. They love Trump. They'll die for Trump. Trump could bring in Bernie, Bernie Sanders style socialism and they would think it's the greatest American thing ever. <laughs> So I do think yeah. it kind of, it was a referendum on Trump, and it seems that the people who just hated him for whatever reason, whether that was logical or not, they won out. So yeah, and you ha- you have to wonder like couldn't have Trump kicked Biden's ass if he like took his uh, foot off the pedal a little bit? Like I wonder if if in that first debate, you know, he wasn't interrupting all the time, or if he just stayed off of Twitter in these all caps crazed early morning rants. If it was a different sort of Republican who had Trump's flavor, but had a little more constraint, you could easily have seen this being a Trump landslide. Because And the thing that probably hurt Biden that I'm guessing the most is uh, besides the partisanship. And hey, like you said, let's face it, it policy hardly matters anymore, man. It, it's, it's, it's tribalization. Uh, to the max degree, but in some way, the uh, the left's association with all these riots—I mean, that was a killer. I think that was probably a killer on um, the congressional seats that uh, Democrats lost. Is this the general idea that rioting and the overthrow of government is now associated with Democrats? Yeah, I think Kenosha went sixty-six percent with for Trump. So yeah, I yeah. think that really backs sure. up what you're saying there. But. Um, yeah, I, I think that was pretty good. Do you have any last thoughts? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got a ton more stuff to get to. Well, we're out of time. 